Thursday afternoon. Todd Barfield and Stephen Simcox, glad you're with us as we uh, get set to roll through this Thursday afternoon. We are uh, at, uh, we're in Mansfield at Newsom Stadium where tonight the Midway Panthers and the Mansfield Tigers will open up District 11-6A play. And uh, this, i, I got to tell you, I've been to a lot of high school stadiums in my career. I've done a, a million games. But, Stephen, i got to tell you, this is a beautiful, beautiful stadium. Just absolutely uh, gorgeous where uh, several of them, the uh, Mansfield ISD schools participate. So uh, we drew the Thursday night window, and here we are ready to go against the uh, Mansfield Tigers to open up district district competition. Never been to Newsome, but I've heard good things. Ward's really familiar with that place, so it should be a fun one and uh, a good matchup tonight, Tom, between a couple teams that, that need a victory to start district off 1-0. and There is no question this is a big football game all the way around for uh, both the uh, Midway Panthers and, and the Tigers. I mean, uh, when you consider what's what's going to transpire in, in uh, right now we're going into zone play, so you know it, he, you've got uh, you've got three zone games and then a zone playoff. So you you've got to take care of your business early. Uh, speaking of taking care of business, uh, we got a heck of a football game coming up on Friday night tomorrow night between Crawford and Bosqueville. And Clint Zander, the head coach of the Bosqueville Bulldogs, joins us. Hey hey Clint, good afternoon. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Tom? I'm doing terrific. Hey, talk a little bit about this football game. This is this is a rivalry game. It's a district football game. Uh, your neighbors. I mean, this is a fun one, isn't it? This is. It, I, I'm assuming this is a fun one to coach in as well. Well, it, it is as long as you're playing well, uh, you know. But it it should be a good game. Uh, you know, I think we've got two pretty good teams, and uh, you know, I think it, fans will get their their enjoyment. And you know, it's going to be on TV too. So uh, hopefully, a lot of people get to see a good football game. And we're in this COVID situation where they're stopping, they're starting, they're stopping, they're starting. And I was looking, there's some, you know, West is playing Madison. West has got seven games. Madison has played twice. Uh, Crawford has played seven games. Your, your football team's played five. It, it, is, do you look at this as a competitive disadvantage, or are you, are you just looking at it as this is the way it is and we've got to move on? Uh, actually, you know, we played six. We missed the six. first week. Uh because of some scheduling stuff due to the McLennan County little snafu. But, you know, we played six in a row. I, at this point, I don't think missing week one is really affected, is going to affect anything in this game. So, it's to me, that's a mute point. You know, we're, we're so far in the season now that in, in a routine that everything is pretty normal right now. What's the personality of your football team right now, Coach? Uh, just as you as you mentioned, we're halfway, at least halfway through the season. So every team takes on a little different personality. What's the personality of this group? You know, right now I think they're just having fun. Uh, you know, they they like to be around each other. We've got a a big senior class and a big sophomore class, and, and they gel real well together. And you know, they're enjoying just going out and playing with each other and. And, you know, with everybody losing everything last spring, it's kind of one of those take every day with the most you can and, and have some fun while you're doing it. You know, luckily we've gotten on a roll and won some games, and that always makes it better. But, uh, you know, they, like I said, they're just having fun, and, and uh, you know, it's a joy to coach them right now. I know it's probably a cliche, but when two good football teams get together, it it, it could be something as as simple as as the turnover game on on Friday night. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. Uh, when when it's two good teams, like you said, one little thing can turn it. It could be special teams, could be turnovers. Uh, 
never know what that key factor is going to be that turns it one way or the other. Uh, you know, we just got to hope that you're you're good in all three phases of the game and, and perform well. When you look at, at Crawford and then you look at how you match up with with the with the Pirates, what do you got to do to be successful and 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 be right there in the in the football game and have a chance to win it in the end? You know, I don't think it's any surprise. You got to stop their run. Uh, that's what they do, and they're good at it. And I think that our offensive line has to neutralize their defensive front. Uh, they're pretty good defensively in the front seven. And uh, if we can neutralize those guys and, and give our running backs a little space to run and give quarterback a little time to throw, I think we can find some openings there. Hey, Coach, I know you're busy. I know it's crazy time. I appreciate your time, and, and thanks for being with us, and uh, best of luck on Friday night. Thanks, Tom. Hey, have a great day. That is Clint Zander, the head coach of the Bosqueville Bulldogs. And, again, it should be fun uh, when Bosqueville and, and Crawford get together. That's a, that's a fun rivalry game. And, and uh, it's typically, Stephen, as you know, there, it's, it's usually a game that has some meaning to it. And, and this year's no different uh, with the Bulldogs and the, uh, and the Pirates on Friday night. It definitely is, Tom. Two really good programs. Uh, good to talk with Coach Zander there. And you told me something because uh, you were able to get out to that Crawford game last week. And I know Coach Jacobs has been there for a long time, but this is his first year as head coach. Uh, but you said Crawford actually lined up and shotgun a couple times. And, Tom, I didn't even know that was legal in the city limits of Crawford. <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm interested to see this team up close if I get a chance to. I think that might be the TV game this week. I might have to turn it on just to see um, if they've added a few wrinkles to traditionally what is always very disciplined a really solid team that runs the football and uh, and gets out and tries to run it down your throat. Yeah, I mean, uh, Clint Xander has been at Bosqueville for a long time. You, you, there's not going to be a lot of surprises there. Uh, what the Crawford Pirates do year in and year out, there's not going to be a lot of surprises there. I mean, it, it, you know, <laughs> there, it, this is going to be one of those, you could take this game and call it 2020, you could call it 2000, you could call it 1990. It's going to kind of look the same because that's what these guys are about. They're about consistency. And, they're, and again, I, I was out at the Crawford game last Friday night, and they look like the Crawford Pirates. I mean, you're going to see – you're going to see split back. You're going to see the quarterback under center. You're going to see the toss. You're going to see the dive. And it's an odd man front uh, on the defensive side of the football. And it's it's Crawford Pirates football. It's Bosqueville Bulldogs football. I mean, uh, you know, Coach Xander and, and his staff, they're very steady and consistent in what they do. So, uh, to me, this, this this is a fun one here. And I and I look forward to uh, to uh, watching that game and keeping up with it. And and uh, should be a lot of fun as uh, – as that one comes up on Friday night, so and that's just one of many, Stephen, uh, in the uh, in the realm of really good football games coming up on Friday night here uh, in Central Texas. It is, yeah, another full slate of uh, of good games in Syntex, and it's uh, it's fantastic. We love talking about it every single week, but um, there are certain districts where you know it's going to be you know great football every single time those teams go out, and Crawford Bosqueville is definitely one of those that you uh, you need to circle if you're able to, to get out to a game and don't have one specific one that you want to go to that might be uh, that might be the one to, to be at this week all right uh, 11 minutes after four o'clock 4 11 we're going to talk a little bit about the uh, midway mansfield matchup and uh, get into some other high school football games we'll do that next when we continue here on a thursday afternoon from newsom stadium in beautiful mansfield texas Nobody has a better selection of light and heavy-duty Ram pickup trucks than Cameron Autoplex, where they say it's always cheaper in Cameron. 
This is the Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. We'll see increasing clouds tonight and another mild night. Low temperatures fall to around 70 degrees. Tomorrow, it'll be mostly cloudy with a cold front approaching. We have a 40% chance of showers breaking out by mid to late morning. As the cold front moves through, we should top out in the mid-70s shortly before lunch. Once the front moves through, temperatures quickly falling into the upper 50s by 5 p.m. Our rain chances will be about 40% as we hit the afternoon. Still looking mostly cloudy right now for high school football on Friday night. Low temperatures eventually dropping to around 48 and partly to mostly cloudy on Saturday with a high around 68. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 5.30 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Citizens State Bank is excited about Central Texas high school sports and is glad to be a part of so many outstanding communities. Citizens has 10 branches to serve you, including Buffalo, Centerville, Clifton, Dawson, Grosbeck, Hubbard, Itasca, Teague, West, and Whitney. If you're one of their valued customers, they say thank you for your business. If you're looking for a bank where you're more than a number, check them out at CitizenStateBankTX.com. Members' children participate in many school activities. This gives Citizen State Bank a vested interest in the lives of these students. They wish all the student athletes, cheerleaders, and band and drill team members a year of success. Whether you're a bison, tiger, cub, bulldog, goat, Jagger, Wampus Cat, Lion, Trojan, or Wildcat. Know that Citizen State Bank supports and appreciates your hard work. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. Myatt Fuels should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road, farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for the great pricing and quickest delivery, call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107. That's Myatt Fuels. Call Nick at 675-8107 or look for Myatt Fuels on Facebook. At Marineland Boating Center, we believe in families, fishing, and everyone who enjoys being on the water. That's why Marineland is home to Alumacraft, boats designed and built by generations of fishing enthusiasts for fishing enthusiasts. For over 70 years, Alumacraft has been providing durability and innovation. Whether it's time for water sports or the perfect catch, we've got an Alumacraft model to fit your style and budget. Marineland Boating Center, I-35 at Loop 340 South, or visit MarinelandWacoYamaha.com. Hey, have you thought about buying your first home and weren't sure where to start or if you qualify? Well, it's Matt Mosley from the Matt Mosley Show with Stephen Simcox. NeighborWorks Waco has been assisting Central Texans in the home buying process for the past 27 years, and they are ready to assist you. Not enough money for down payment or low credit score? NeighborWorks Waco has programs that help you improve your credit score, and they help you get the best loan with the least out-of-pocket expense, plus to make sure you know what to look for in selecting that perfect home for you and your family, call 254-752-1647 or visit the website at nw-waco.org to get started. NeighborWorks Waco is currently operating with social distancing protocol in place so that you can access our programs knowing your safety is their highest priority. NeighborWorks Waco is your trusted source for home ownership the right way. Traffic at the speed of light I wanna make a supersonic matter 
Hey, welcome back in. This is the Matt Mosley Show here on a uh, Thursday afternoon. We're glad you're with us, Tom and Stephen, and uh, a Thursday in progress. Stephen, let's talk a little bit about uh, tonight's matchup and, and the other games that are going on in Central Texas. Uh, uh, I, again, you had two games played last night. Don't forget you had Chilton winning over Frost 49-7, to and then Bremont defeated Wortham 64-30. to Earlier today we talked with Jeff Kosowski, and we'll uh, – we'll, um, for those who may have missed that, uh, we'll uh, we'll uh, bring you that conversation a little later on in the program. But uh, th- as we were talking about Midway and, and everybody in this league, they've they've elected to go to a zone format just in case there's some issues with uh, with COVID in some of the schools in the district. If they may have to close or or uh, to something to that effect, they would have a opportunity to. Get their gets enough games into where they could qualify a team for postseason play. So what they're going to do, and I think they use Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine rankings to determine who you know one, two, three, four, and, 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 and break it down that way. So Midway is in a zone with uh, Waco High and Waxahachie, and I believe uh, Duncanville. So they will play. Uh, Mansfield tonight, they'll play Waco next week, and then they'll play Duncanville the third game of the season, and then after that, they'll check the standings and then determine who your zone playoff game will be against, and that will obviously be against somebody from the opposite zone. So uh, then you'll determine the top four teams after that zone playoff, and that's going to be the four teams that qualify for the postseason. So you're saying, well, what about the other three games and the other three teams? Well, you'll go ahead and play those games, and you'll play them in the order and in the location in which they were originally scheduled. However, they won't factor into determining the the playoffs, uh, who goes to the playoffs. So uh, there you have it. However, However, should all of the teams get through the regular season without having to close the school, then you'll you'll just basically forget the zone format. Those games that you played in the zone format will certainly count, and then in the three games that were remaining will count, and that's how you and you'll just revert back to how everybody does it. Uh, you know the the top four teams uh, from a one loss perspective will then qualify for the playoffs. I know that's clear as mud, isn't it? So, uh, yeah. What'd you say, Tom? <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's. I mean, it, it really. It, it, it just gives them a, a fail safe in case they're they're unable to complete the schedule, or if schools happen to close and they're in one or two games get get dropped from the schedule because of COVID. Then you have a fair and equitable way to determine who's going to go to the playoffs. Well, and as you said, the best case scenario is, hey, we just we finish out the season fine, and, and nobody gets shut down. Then you play your full. 10, 10 game schedule um this is a, a good matchup tonight tom i hate to throw you for a loop but i, I saw this earlier and i just wanted to mm-hmm. to let you know about it so we could talk about it um itasca unfortunately has made the tough decision today to uh shut down and cancel the remainder of their season now this is not covid related um they apparently have a lack of available healthy players according to matt step from dave campbell's texas football so itasca has decided uh, they're going to cancel the season. They're supposed to play Valley Mills tomorrow, and they're supposed to play Crawford next week. Uh, Coach Jim Kerbo um, said again that this is not COVID-related. It's just a, the healthy players. They don't have enough of them to, to really feel the team right now. So Itasca is going to 
call it quits uh, with a couple games to go, Tom. And um, the, the remaining three teams they play will all get forfeit victories uh, on their district ledger. It's a very unfortunate. I, I know Jim Kerbo well, and he is a terrific guy. And, and uh, you know, he's trying to, to build a program in Itasca. It's been a while since since they've had that, you know, that success that the, those kids would like to have and, and that community would like to have. But I, I know Jim well, and, and uh, he's he's a terrific terrific guy and a terrific coach. And, you know, I, I wish that they could get things going the uh, going in the right direction. And just unfortunately for them, I think, what what'd you say, they were down to nine healthy varsity football players? And obviously that's not going to work. Yeah, that's, that's just not going to cut it, which is – is really tough, and I know for especially the seniors that's got to sting. But um, obviously, coach is, is going to protect his guys and make sure that uh, you know they're uh, they're not going to go out there and, and do anything to hurt themselves. And the numbers there just didn't allow it to happen. But um, yeah, that Valley Mills game tomorrow is not gonna not going to happen now. And man, I, I hope that Coach Kerbo can turn it around because they do have. I think the best mascot in, in Texas high school football, Tom, and being the Wampus Cats. That's just well, a great you, name. Yeah, you don't want to mess with the Cats. I mean, the Wampus Cats—that is a terrific name. And 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 again, they've got they've got some you know they've got some terrific coaches and, and kids. And, and you just hope that eventually that they can get that figured out, and uh, and 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 hopefully that they can get that that ship righted, and, and maybe next. Get, get a good off season th- this this spring and and go into uh, into into the fall next year uh, and, and get that program going again because certainly those kiddos and, and, and you know you f- you feel for for the kids that want to play you feel for the the young men that want to participate and, and and be a part of that Friday night experience and and those are the ones you just you you feel horrible for. You do. It's all about – we talk to coaches all the time, Tom, and we know that they do everything they can to get their guys to play games. They want to play these games. They want their kids to have a chance to compete. It's not just about, you know, the wins and losses. It's about um, you only get a certain number of these, especially in football. You play once a week. So there's only so many chances you get to put on a uniform and play high school football, and the, the coaches understand that and want to give their guys a chance to compete and also that's the payoff for going through the practice and working really hard all week it's it's not as fun if you don't have a game to look forward to and a chance to show off what you've learned and what you're working on so um this had to be an incredibly tough decision and and that's just uh, where they were and and, and the choice they had to make yeah and i liken it to to a person going to work a job who who wants to go to work eight hours a day 40 hours a week and then uh, on Friday night get a paycheck and not get not get the reward for the fruits of your labor and that's kind of what the the, the Wampus Cat football team is going through right now. They've done the work and uh, and now the, the with the limited number of players they just don't have enough to participate. So they're going to have to uh, they're going to have to pull the plug on their season for 2020 and hopefully in 2021 they'll uh, they'll come back they'll come back strong and hopefully Itasca High School will. Uh, will have an opportunity to to, uh, to to play their season and participate in uh, in, in all athletics. Uh, obviously, they'll move on now to basketball, and then in, in the spring they'll have, uh, you know, track and, 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 and baseball. But uh, uh, certainly football is, uh, is one of those sports that uh, encompasses the entire school. I mean, you know, the band, the cheerleaders, the drill team, and, and just the student body. It's a once-a-week event. 
And now, unfortunately, for Itasca, they're not going to be able to participate. So uh, it's uh, very unfortunate. All right, uh, we're at Newsom Stadium. We're in uh, just a couple hours, two and a half hours, in fact. We're going to have the uh, Midway Panthers and the Tigers of Mansfield in a uh, district opener. So it should be – this one is is interesting football game. Uh, Midway is 0-2. Mansfield is going to come into the game with a record of 1-3. Uh, and, three. and uh, again uh, – this is where Coach Jeff Hume, he coached here several years. Uh, you know, Coach Hume is in his 17th season as the head coach, as a head coach, and he spent eight years at Fort Ben Clemens and uh, four years there at Fort Ben Clemens, and then he spent eight years here in the Mansfield ISD, and, of course, now he's in his fifth year as the head coach of Midway. So I, I asked him uh, earlier this week if he remembered how to get here, and he kind of chuckled. So uh, <laughs> I said, you don't need directions or anything, map quest or anything, but uh, he kind of looked at me. Uh, so they uh, that game is coming up tonight at 7. And, again, when you're starting to talk about a three-game zone season, they're all critical, Stephen. And, and, and you've got uh, you got this one tonight, then you got – you got uh, Waco High next week at home, and then Duncanville. So, uh, and we all know that Duncanville's kind of a good football team, sort of. I think what uh, number two, number three in the country, uh, in, in some of the in some of the polls. So, uh, you, then you'll get into that zone championship game, which will uh, which will come up in the what would be the fourth week of district play. So, uh, there, it's this zone thing is really really critical. But then on the flip side of it, if, if, you st- if everybody stays healthy, then it doesn't even matter because you're going to revert back to a regular district schedule. So it's, it's, it's ironic, it's interesting, and some, somewhat confusing, but you, you kind of get why they're doing it. You've you got to have a program in place. And in some districts, they said, you know what, we're going to go to a five-game rotation. Well, this district elected to go to a zone situation. So everybody's doing it a little differently. But uh, anyway, it all begins tonight here in Mansfield with a uh, Thursday night matchup between the Midway Panthers and the uh, the Tigers of Mansfield. It is 427. We are going to step aside, and we will come back with more in just a moment here on ESPN Central Texas. Midway Panthers football on ESPN Central Texas, presented by Bird Colgen Ford. Hi, this is Tom Barfield. Join Kenneth Weithorn, Darren Burrow, and me for Midway Panthers football. This Thursday night, the Panthers take on the Tigers of Mansfield. Our broadcast begins at 6.30 with the pregame, the kickoff, and all the action at 7 o'clock. It's Midway in Mansfield, and it's this Thursday night right here on ESPN Central Texas. You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number, so why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. With so many companies and policies out there, it gets so confusing shopping for insurance, and I never know if I'm getting the policy that's right for me. Luckily, I met the team at the Nitchie Group Insurance Agency. With the Nitchie Group, you can go to one company and get access to coverage options from many insurance carriers, and you get to speak to a real person about your specific coverage needs. With the Nitchie Group, I know I'm getting the right coverage at the right price. If you need insurance, talk to the experts at the Nitchie Group at 1-800-258-8302. Today's job market is full of demand for skilled trade workers. 
Electricians, welders, mechanics, these and other trades are the backbone of every community. They're also a huge part in making sure the Army National Guard is always fulfilling its mission of service to our country and communities. Soldiers train to keep the power flowing, engines running, and supplies moving. The skilled trades these soldiers perform are the same ones needed in today's civilian workforce. Army National Guard soldiers are on the fast track to learning skills that can set them up for success at home with companies looking to hire the best. With options from plumber to helicopter mechanic and everything in between, soldiers are able to select the trades that best fit their lives. Their resumes are being built through their paid training and part-time service. Find out how you too can learn a trade profession and serve your community and country by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Texas Army National Guard. Aired by the Texas Association of Broadcasters and this station. Hi, I'm Mark Stewart with Bird Colgen Ford. It's that time of year. It's football season. Bird Colgen Ford's a proud supporter of the best high school football teams in Texas right here in Central Texas. And Berg Colgen Ford is proud to sell the number one truck in Texas, the F-Series truck, led by our leading rusher, the F-150, 43 years in a row. Nominate your Ford Tough Player of the Week at FordPlayerTheWeek.com. Berg Colgen Ford, the right choice since 1936. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Garrett Ross with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Check them out online at McAdamsRoofing.com. Tonight, Midway will begin District 11 6A play on the road against Mansfield, and the Panthers head coach Jeff Hume talks about his team's plan to kick it up a notch against the Tigers. You know, one of the things that, that I've really enjoyed about being in, in Midway for five years now is, is the Midway kids, for, for whatever reason, whether it started with Coach Bechtel or whatever, but when District rolls around, they seem to kick it in another gear, and, and I fully expect that, you know, when we play Mansfield. And, and uh, to kick it up a notch, whether intensity-wise, focus-wise, whatever. And I think I think you're going to see that this week. Pre-game will begin at 7 p.m. on 1660 ESPN, followed by the kickoff at 7.30. Another local game set for tonight is 3-0 Shoemaker versus 1-2 Colleen. This game will be played at Leo Buckley Stadium, kickoff at 7.30. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back into game time. I'm sorry, this is not game time. <laughs> oh, Stephen, it's one of those days. <laughs> we welcome back to ESPN Central Texas. A uh, a Thursday afternoon in progress, and again, we have high school football coming your way uh, tonight at 6:30 with uh, with the pregame and seven o'clock with the kick here on ESPN Central Texas. Uh, let's see, where are we going this afternoon? Steven, I think it is time to talk some college football. We call it Campus Confidential. We're going to do that, Tom. I did want to ask you a quick question, though, that comes from, mm-hmm. our, from our CNC Collision Center text line, 254-662-1660 is where you can find us. You can also call us and, um, you know, chime in and derail the show however you want. But Leon wanted to know, which do you enjoy more doing play-by-play? Which sport do you enjoy doing play-by-play for more baseball or football? Oh, me? Yes. Baseball because it's uh, you, you in college baseball we uh, you know you play four or five days a week. So uh, in football we do a lot of prep work as you know, Stephen, and for that for that one broadcast that's coming up tonight. Now uh, when when it all kind of comes together, certainly is satisfying. But uh, for me, I like that I like going out and, and being at the ballpark every day, and that's what uh, you got with uh, with baseball and. I've done a lot of college baseball uh, over the last 
20 or so years, and I just kind of like doing college baseball. A lot of fun. Was What was your first baseball game? Was it immediately you just started doing Baylor, or were you doing high school baseball for a while? How, how did that I start? did a little high school, but I had an opportunity to fill in, and, and actually, believe it or not, this is the truth, uh, I got to go on the road with, with, uh, with the Baylor Bears in 2002, and they happened to be playing a three-game series in Los Angeles against the USC Trojans, and they were doing some renovations to uh, USC's field. So we played a three-game series at uh, Dodger Stadium in Los Angeles. And I thought, you know what, I could get used to this. And uh, it was a blast. We, we did a three-game series. Then uh, I did about 14 or 15 games, I think, in uh, 2002 when, uh, when John Morse uh, asked, us to, uh, asked me to help out a little bit. And then I kind of just took the reins in 03. And uh, from 03, I guess through 15, 2015, uh, did, did Baylor baseball. Loved it. It was a lot of fun. Were you in the same booth as Vin Scully? I was in the same press box. I was in the Vin Scully press box at, at Chavez Ravine in Los Angeles. And you don't think that didn't cross my mind. <laughs> I mean, anybody in this business knows that uh, uh, when you're in the when you're in in the Vince Kelly uh, press box, uh, that's 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 pretty high uh, pri- pretty high honor just to be in in that press box. And yeah, we uh, there was a three game series in which the Bears swept USC in a three game road series. So. Yeah, that's uh, that's rare air. And Tom tells me all the time off the air that he's better than than Vince Scully. No, he he doesn't do that <laughs> all that's... the time, all the time. <laughs> okay, he's the guy that could sit there and do a a ball game by himself, and, and and you thoroughly enjoy it. And as he tells story after story after story, so this this guy goes back to the Brooklyn Dodgers. How about that? Red Barber days and all that stuff. Good stuff. No, I'm it's, glad you asked. it's incredible. Uh, his voice is incredible. And I, I figured it was baseball, but I, w- I wanted to get your thoughts on it because I know you're, you're a baseball guy at heart, and that was uh, sort of you know, your, your way in, into play-by-play. But you do a great job in high school football as well. And Tom will be on the call uh, at 6.30, so you're going to get plenty of, plenty of bar field today. Um, he'll take a short <laughs> break at 6, and then he'll get right back at it with midway football. But this is the time. Actually, at 4 o'clock, we usually talk college football, but it's been kind of a, a wonky day schedule-wise. So we're going to do it right now at 4.30. And I want to get your thoughts, Tom, on obviously the biggest game in the Big 12 this week is Iowa State and Oklahoma State. Um, mm-hmm. This is maybe a preview of what's going to be a Big 12 title game. I saw you guys asking uh, Bryce Cherry about it earlier today on game time. But I- I'm super curious. You know, Oklahoma State, Spencer Sanders, their quarterback, has been kind of in and out of the lineup because of injuries. And Chuba Hubbard hasn't played as well as you would expect, but they're still finding a way to win games. Um, but they, they face their first real test here with Iowa State, and Iowa State has uh, done a nice job after that loss to Louisiana in the first game of the season uh, of bouncing back, and they got a really good running back in Brees Hall. So um, uh, uh, two teams that are pretty good on defense. Iowa State really hangs their hat on defense. Oklahoma State has a good experienced group there, and, and they have a better unit than they typically do. Uh, this is going to be a, a fantastic game, Tom. It's going to tell us a lot about the hierarchy of the Big 12. I don't think there's any doubt about it. And we were talking about it earlier today. Is this is this take one and then maybe later on in the season take two? I mean, could you see these two teams uh, circling back around and playing each other in the Big 12 championship game? Uh, very much a possibility. I mean, r- right now I think 
you know, I think if you're just looking at it on the surface, you have to say Oklahoma State, Iowa State, maybe even to a degree Kansas State. I think Kansas State's probably not at the same at the same level as as maybe Oklahoma State. And you know, where, where does where does Oklahoma fit into this thing? And you know, the the X factor, Stephen, was we. I don't think we know much at all about the Baylor Bears. Mm-hmm. I mean, they played two games. Uh, won against Kansas, and I and they did what they were supposed to do there. Went on the road, prob- could have won a football game on the road at West Virginia. Didn't play very well offensively. Uh, played pretty well defensively, and and then then you have to shut it down again. And as I, I think it was John Warner of the Waco Trip said, they're two and three. They played two, and they've had to shut down three. Uh, but again, one and one is their record. And, and so, what's the identity? Of the of the Baylor Bear football team, what's their strengths? What their what is their weaknesses? Uh, you know, there's a lot of question marks still with Baylor and in, in, in where they're at in 2020. No, there definitely is, and we should get a better idea against Texas. But again, as you said, Tom, it's really hard to evaluate a team when they don't play in consecutive weeks. I mean, when there's always these stops and starts, that that home game against Kansas feels like it was about 10 months ago now, even though it wasn't. And, heck, I mean, that was their, their first game of the season. They've only played one game since then. So are they going to be able to uh, to get ready and, and go on Saturday immediately against a Texas team that, that's going to be desperate to win a football game? And, and, Tom, you know as well as anybody, uh, knowing Craig Way and knowing a lot of people in that area and that radio broadcast well, this is uh, – the heat's been turned up. I mean, this has been a rough couple weeks for Texas football – and Tom Herman, as far as the perception of the program, uh, outsiders looking in and saying, man, they really don't have, uh, he's lost his team. They don't have anything left. So they have to have a huge bounce back performance. They need to win. And honestly, I think they need to make a statement just to show that they're still in the mix here as far as having any sort of chance to, to play for a Big 12 title and that and the Coach Herman is still committed and is the right guy for this job. They're two and two, and some will say they don't have an identity, and I don't know that that's necessarily true. When I think of Texas this year, I, I, I immediately think of uh, Sam Elliger, and you know, this is a guy that leads their team obviously in passing, leads their team in rushing, and and, and you know, I I, I kind of think of a of a power football team uh, w- with Sam in that in that in that running back quarterback slash running back position i mean so to say they don't have an identity i don't know that that's a hundred percent true but boy he is sure catching some heat and then there's there's always those issues Stephen, right now uh concerning the song of the eyes of texas off the field and you got to believe that those kids are talking about that and you can say that uh that's not a distraction but that's just not true there's no way all that conversation is going on and that's not a distraction to the preparation for that football team it has to be no, I, I would think it would have to be for sure. And we'll, we'll see, you know, how that plays out on Saturday, um, especially if it's another loss, another tough loss, and what the guys do when it, when it's time to, to go over to the fans and, and sing the song together. Um, but as far as Baylor goes, I'm just curious, Tom, you know, Charlie Brewer struggled a couple weeks ago against West Virginia. That O-line didn't hold up well. Was that just a bad matchup? Because they struggled against West Virginia last year, too, and that was a team that was humming at the time. So is there just something Neil Brown has seen with that offense that he's he's found a way to exploit over the past couple seasons? Or is there real deal problems? Because we thought with Larry Fedora, Charlie was going to be more comfortable. This was going to be um, something he could pick up on because it's, it's pretty similar to what he was running at Lake Travis. 
But so far, that, that just hasn't been the case. Well, how, I guess you got to go back and ask the question, how much time have they actually got to spend together consecutively? I mean, uh, again, when you shut things down, and, and you can talk about it all you want to, you can have all the Zoom meetings and calls all you want to, you've got to get reps on the practice field, Stephen. You've got to get reps in, in, in simulated scrimmages or whatever the case may be. It's about reps and 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 getting to know your your uh, your personnel and and in your personnel getting to know you and in, in in your personality and I don't know that they've they've actually had enough time to, to accomplish those goals uh, and, and get things settled in uh, from uh, from an OC quarterback relationship standpoint. What, I mean, what do you think? No, I, I think that's a fair point. I mean, they they haven't been able to, to have a chance to settle. They you'd think they'd be pretty prepared for this game just because Coach Randa faced Texas last year and coach Fedora was actually an analyst on that staff but you have a different offensive staff now you have a different defensive staff now or at least different coordinators who are calling the shots and, and running the scheme so it, it, it's going to be sort of an uphill battle but I'm curious to see I really don't know what to expect and I, I know this is radio and we're supposed to have hard takes and opinions but it's just hard to know what to expect from this Baylor team when they've just had this constant start and stop and, and they haven't been able to get on the field together uh, it, it's just I don't know. I mean, I, I wish I could how, say. How healthy are they? Well, and you know, that's, that's the thing, a, too. Yeah. Another question, I mean, that we don't know the answer to right now. How healthy are they? And then how, and, and Stephen, how well does that offensive line perform on Saturday? And to, you, you want to talk about protecting Charlie Brewer, giving him an opportunity to, 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 to run through his reads and do those kind of things. You got He's got to be able to stay upright and be protected. So, uh, it, it will be an interesting game on Saturday afternoon, and, and, and you're right. I, one game doesn't tell you the story, but I certainly think we'll, we'll know a lot more about the Baylor football team on Saturday. I think so, too. Uh, just in case you're wondering, there is a college football game tonight. It's Arkansas State and Appalachian State, and that's at 630. So if you want to put that on mute while you listen to Tom, um, call the uh, call the Midway game. You can do that. Just looking across the college football landscape, Tom, I saw, um, you know, Nick Saban, we, we discussed him testing positive for, for COVID-19, and it looks like it was maybe a, a false positive with Nick because he was able to, um, you know, get some consecutive tests and get back on the sidelines. Athletic Director Greg Byrne also tested positive, and he actually had symptoms and had a rough go. He said that he had about 10 straight days of symptoms and about six straight days of fever uh, with chills, but he's okay. He obviously didn't suffer you know the, the worst of it that, that so many people have um but just a, another personnel person tom that that's that's had to deal with this virus and it's it's the tough thing with the with the college football season that you've had so many guys and thankfully the kids um at least so far we haven't seen the effects even though we don't necessarily know what the long-term effects are but just so many people um within these athletic departments have had to deal with this unfortunately because it because it spread so quickly all right uh what else do you got to, as far as campus confidential is concerned um big sec games this week alabama and tennessee alabama's now four and oh and perfect in sec play and i just wanted to ask you tom after they got past that that georgia hurdle um is this an Alabama team? I mean, do you see anyone stopping them? They got that win over A&M pretty handily, too, and the Aggies look like they might be better than we thought. But the Crimson Tide, they survived that Georgia game. They played Tennessee this week. It was 2-2. Two two. Um, they were supposed to, they had higher expectations than that, but that's where their record is right now. 
Is there anyone aside from maybe Clemson that you see that could test uh, Bama on the schedule here coming up? I don't think so. I mean, I think the only team that beats Alabama is Alabama. I mean, they'd have to go out and lay an egg, in other words, uh, in my opinion. They, that's that's a complete football team, isn't it? I mean, they are they are really, really talented. And we thought that the Georgia game was just going to be a knockdown drag out. And, and, you know, it was pretty well played in the first half, but then Alabama kind of flexed its defensive muscle. I think Alabama – uh, against Ole Miss, didn't play very well defensively. And really in the first half against the Bulldogs, didn't play very well defensively. And maybe that has something to do with the opponent. But uh, in the second half, I thought Alabama really, really shut down that Georgia offense. And if they play like that, then, yeah, I mean, it's you, you kind of know, know that they're coming out of that SEC and into that championship game. And is it and who, who's coming out on the other side? You know, that, that'll be interesting to see. But uh, Alabama clearly – is is the team to beat in the SEC? Yeah, it sure looks like it. I mean, it's uh, they're a, they're a buzzsaw, and they're just so explosive offensively now too. You know, for such a long time, Matt or Tom, they did this with uh, bus driver quarterbacks mainly, and now you know they just plug somebody in and they're running the spread and they're making plays all over the field. They're finally using these incredible wide receivers they they always get in uh, in big time ways. So uh, that's all I got for Campus Confidential, Tom. All right, so there you go. We are live from Newsom Stadium here in Mansfield as the uh, Midway Panthers and the Mansfield Tigers get set for a district opener coming up uh, at 7 o'clock tonight. Our broadcast will begin at 6.30 with the pregame show. We're going to step aside, and we're coming back with more here on ESPN Central Texas. This high school football coaches show with McGregor head coach Mike Shields is brought to you by Benchmark Mortgage, Haskell Insurance and Real Estate, TFNB, your bank for life, and Star Text Propane. I wanted to ask you first about special teams. I saw Lorena had a, a kick return for a touchdown. I think they also had a, a punt return for near the goal line, like inside the 10. Yeah. So it, well, it was actually it was actually two punt returns. And, yeah. Uh, and yeah, that, that really uh, – I have to uh, – give them credit they really did a good job on their punt return you know they they held us up and blocked us and we didn't get downfield good enough and uh and we're actually gonna have to work on that this week or work on it more than usual and everything and when i was watching i also saw it seemed like there were a couple instances third and long third and 13 third and 16 where they ran a, a draw play or, or some sort of counter action yeah. and it just got through the line were, were those bust was that what what was going on on those no, plays? It, you know, it, it was a good good design by them. You know, our linebackers dropped thinking it was pass, and uh, and then they ran the draw. Were able to get like you say the first down. You know, it it was a uh, it was it was good by them. Uh, the game was was off by us on all three phases. You know, offense, defense, and as we already talked, special teams. But. But like I said, you got to give them credit. They came out ready to play and, and put it to us. And what's the focus now with the with the bye week, Coach? Well, you focus on yourself, so you try to get better there. As I said, on these special teams areas and all that, and and you try to get healthy, okay? And then uh, then we got to get ready for Cameron next week. 
ESPN Central Texas. When shopping for a home mortgage, Benchmark Mortgage, Waco Central Texas is ready to bring you home. Offering conventional VA, FHA, and USDA loan products for purchase and refinance transactions. Our team is committed to providing a first-class experience and united by the Benchmark core values. Success, relationship, dynamic, excellence, and positive attitude. We provide certainty in uncertain times. Benchmark Mortgage, Waco Central Texas. Locally owned and operated by Adam Goldenberg. NMLS number 746474. With 20 years experience, visit adamgoldenberg.benchmark.us. Pascal Insurance and Real Estate is a full-service independent insurance agency and real estate company. They write all policies from commercial to auto and home. Pascal Insurance and Real Estate represents multiple companies, including Safeco, Travelers, Allstate, Progressive, Central, and Hoheim Prairie. Their real estate experts specialize in residential, commercial, and farm and ranch properties. Stop by and check them out, 401 South Madison in McGregor, or learn more at psrealtors.com. Cold weather is coming, and it's time to fill your propane tanks. StarTex Propane provides the best propane service in Central Texas, and they have special pricing and programs for your household needs with their Keep Full program. With the Keep Full program, they periodically check and fill your tank. And, of course, service techs show up with masks, gloves, and social distancing. They can also install gas logs for your fireplace, and they carry indoor propane heaters. Check them out at StarTexPropane.com or on Facebook. StarTex Propane. TFNB Your Bank for Life supports high school football in Central Texas. Find out why more Central Texans are making TFNB their bank for life. Sign up for our Edge checking and savings accounts and earn interest, cashback, or free digital downloads. With five locations, managing your money has never been easier. And check out the new bear statues at our downtown Waco location across I-35 from Baylor. TFNB Your Bank for Life. Member FDIC. Hey, let's talk about the Baylor Club where you, man, what, <laughs> when you talk about the Baylor Club, you, you got to talk about an unbelievable dining experience, and you you got to take a look at, at what, at the when you look at the Baylor Club, there's just so many cool things about it. I mean, it's a panoramic view of not only the campus, but it's a panoramic view of the river and of the city of Waco, and it's just it's a uh, it's an incredible experience, and and you can be a part of the Baylor Club when you uh, when you join, and and they offer so many wonderful things at the Baylor Club. And we're uh, we're going to take a quick break here, Stephen, and then we're going to come back and we're going to give you all of the details of the Baylor Club, and we're going to do that in just a moment here on, on ESPN Central Texas. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Garrett Ross with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Check them out online at McAdamsRoofing.com. Tonight, Midway will begin District 11 6A play on the road against Mansfield, and the Panthers head coach Jeff Hume talks about his team's plan to kick it up a notch against the Tigers. You know, one of the things that, that I've really enjoyed about being in, in Midway for five years now is, is the Midway kids, for, for whatever reason, whether it started with Coach Bechtel or whatever, but when District rolls around, they seem to kick it in another gear, and, and I fully expect that, you know, when we play Mansfield. And, and uh, to kick it up a notch, whether intensity-wise, focus-wise, whatever. And I think I think you're going to see that this week. Pre-game will begin at 7 p.m. on 1660 ESPN, followed by the kickoff at 7.30. Another local game set for tonight is 3-0 Shoemaker versus 1-2 Colleen. This game will be played at Leo Buckley Stadium, kickoff at 7.30. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. 
All right, welcome back. We're at Newsom Stadium, and we're at Newsom Stadium, but at at at, uh, at the stadium on the river. It is an unbelievable situation with with the Baylor Club, and at the Baylor Club, you can host your next function with confidence. You see, they understand social distancing. They they get that that's a vital part of your of your experience now and your dining experience and they're going to take good care of you when you go to the Baylor Club. Members have access to the industry-leading Club Corp network of hundreds of country clubs and business clubs nationwide and you can join the Baylor Club through a, a special offer here from ESPN Radio. All you have to do is call April or Stephanie at 710-8080. That's 710-8080 to make the Baylor Club your home away from home. They have uh, open up the walls to the main club level to ensure that members are comfortable. And, again, as we mentioned, socially distanced. And you can discover this private club at McLean Stadium, and it has all of the amenities that you might uh, you might be looking for, including complimentary breakfast for members Monday through Friday and uh, a terrific a la carte uh, dining for lunch and dinner. I've been there a couple of times for lunch, and, and, and their menu is just unbelievable. And... Um, they also have, uh, they, they have, even though we were going through this pandemic, they still have some events scheduled. In fact, they have one tonight, Smoking Meats and Drink, uh, Bear Arms Brewing, 6 to 9 p.m. tonight at the, at the McLean Stadium and the Baylor Club. So check out the Baylor Club. S- stop by and say, hey, I, I just want to take a tour. I want to look around. I want to see what they're talking about on ESPN Radio. And, and, and give April or Stephanie a call at 254-710-8080. That's 254-710-8080. The Baylor Club. And you can make Baylor Club your home away from home. All right. Uh, we're, we're rolling along on this Thursday afternoon, getting ready for high school football coming up tonight. And Stephen has got the latest news and notes from the NFL. Yeah, just a quick update, Tom, on a story that we were talking about yesterday before we get in the 5 o'clock hour. The Las Vegas Raiders are placing four starting offensive linemen and also safety Jonathan Abram on the COVID-19 list. Uh, Trent Brown was put on this list yesterday, and these other four players have been deemed high-risk contacts. So because of contact tracing, they're on the list. They might be able to test out of this on Sunday morning if they test negative, but it's still kind of up in the air. So the Raiders game... Uh, with the Bucks, which was supposed to be Sunday night. It's now been moved to Sunday afternoon. I assume Sunday Night Football is flexing that game so they can make sure they have a game on Sunday night if this one gets postponed. Uh, it, it might not happen. We'll see how it goes. We'll see how the Raiders do uh, tomorrow and over the next few days and if this game gets played this week or if it has to be moved to another time. But it, it kind of had me thinking, Tom, you know, the one thing the Cowboys have done well this, this season uh, – They've won a couple games, but mostly they played poorly. But they haven't really had to deal with this, and I don't exactly know why that is. Um, I think in some ways it's random. I'm not sure if you know the guys in, in Arlington are handling the protocols any better. I know they did the bubble situation during training camp, um, but for for everything that's gone wrong with that organization, they really haven't had many any players test positive. They haven't had to shut down the facility, and they've they've been able to make this thing work. So I'm not sure if they're doing anything different than any of the other NFL teams. Uh, but they are doing a good job on that front as far as keeping guys available um, and not healthy because they've had a lot, a lot of injuries, but not dealing with uh, with COVID-19 at least. Could this game get pushed to Monday? Potentially, yeah. It'll depend on, you know, kind of what these tests look like on Sunday morning because these guys, Abram and the other four offensive linemen, they, they were put on the list because they're deemed high-risk contacts, I guess because of the contact they had with offensive lineman Trent Brown. Um, so they were uh, they're put on the list and they'll have to 
test out of it the day of. So maybe they do it Monday to give them a little more of a buffer time. But it's not going to be on Sunday night, that's for sure. It's going to be played Sunday afternoon if it gets played Sunday because uh, Sunday night football, NBC decided to go ahead and flex out of that game. All right, so so there you go, some news and notes from the uh, NFL. It's 4.55. Coming up, we're going to have a, a uh, another round of some college football news and notes. We'll also uh, revisit our conversation earlier today with Jeff Kosowski, the head coach of the uh, Bremont uh, football team. Bremont beating Wortham last night 64-30 to in a rare Wednesday night football game. We'll also uh, take a look at the first couple of games of the World Series. <laughs> Polar opposites, weren't they? Uh, and, and then we'll also uh, we'll get into some Cowboys news and notes in our second hour as well. So that's all coming up right here on ESPN Central Texas. We're ready for some football, baby. This is Dallas Cowboys football 2020. It's a 34-yard kick to win the game. Only heard here. here. Hold, the kick's up. It snakes inside the right up right. All season. But it's kind of like when you drive in two lanes, you pay taxes on the whole road. Sunday afternoon, it's your Cowboys and the Washington football team live from FedEx Field on ESPN Central Texas. Are your office surfaces covered in antimicrobial film that lasts five years for the safety of your employees? Does your office point of entry use a state-of-the-art thermal facial recognition scanner that also takes temperatures? Is it frustrating accessing documents from home that are stored at your office? Now ask yourself what other office technology company in Texas offers these products and services? No one but the premier provider of business technology in Texas, UBO Business Services, and Sean Hunt. 254-772-1600-UBEO.com. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. Hey, Whataburger fans. Here's some good news for you. Whataburger has a rich, creamy treat that's sure to satisfy your cravings. It's the Dr. Pepper Shake, and it combines everything you love about Whataburger's classic shakes with the 23 delicious flavors of a Dr. Pepper. So, whether you're craving a smooth shake or a soda bursting with bold flavor, the Dr. Pepper Shake has the best of both worlds. But you better try it soon because it won't be long before this limited-time shake is gone. It's the Dr. Pepper Shake, and again, it's only around for a limited time and only at Whataburger. Security Bank of Crawford offers the citizens of Bell, Bosque, Coriel, and McLennan counties competitive rates on a variety of commercial and consumer deposit accounts, plus certificates of deposits in ranges of 30 days to five years. And Security Bank of Crawford is also here for commercial, consumer, and real estate loans. So if you live in Bosqueville, China Spring, Clifton, Crawford, Evant, Oglesby, Prairie Chapel, or Valley Mills, do yourself a favor and check out the friendly employees at Security Bank of Crawford. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. 
Hey, have you thought about buying your first home and weren't sure where to start or if you qualify? Well, it's Matt Mosley from the Matt Mosley Show with Stephen Simcox. NeighborWorks Waco has been assisting Central Texans in the home buying process for the past 27 years, and they are ready to assist you. Not enough money for down payment or low credit score? NeighborWorks Waco has programs that help you improve your credit score, and they help you get the best loan with the least out-of-pocket expense. Plus, to make sure you know what to look for in selecting that perfect home for you and your family, call 254-752-1647 or visit the website at nw-waco.org to get started. NeighborWorks Waco is currently operating with social distancing protocol in place so that you can access our programs knowing your safety is their highest priority. NeighborWorks Waco is your trusted source for home ownership the right way. Looking for quality plants at affordable prices? Would you like your yard transformed from an unmaintained pile of weeds to a yard that looks like a beautiful park and increases the value of your property? Barrera's Nursery and Landscape is the place for seasonal plants, shrubs, trees, and perennials, as well as a wide variety of bulk material and landscape rock. Locally owned and operated for over 20 years, Barrera's Nursery and Landscape, open every day, 9 till 5, at 201 Sun Valley Drive in Hewitt, or call them at 254-666-9806. At Marineland Boating Center, we believe in families fishing and everyone who enjoys being on the water. That's why Marineland is home to Alumacraft, boats designed and built by generations of fishing enthusiasts for fishing enthusiasts. For over 70 years, Alumacraft has been providing durability and innovation. Whether it's time for water sports or the perfect catch, we've got an Alumacraft model to fit your style and budget. Marineland Boating Center, I-35 at Loop 340 South or visit MarinelandWacoYamaha.com. KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. K265DV Temple. This is ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to ESPN Central Texas. Stephen Simcox here with you. Tom Barfield's also with me. He's at Mansfield. He's getting ready for... uh, Mansfield Midway, which are going to get underway tonight at 7 o'clock. That broadcast starts at 6.30. Garrett Ross will be producing. Should be a fun one. Big time matchup there in 11-6A. 5 o'clock hour on ESPN Central Texas is brought to you by Coriel Health Medical Clinic. Dr. Lance Ellis does a great job out there. See him for all your orthopedic needs. Again, that's Coriel, Mel- Coriel Health Medical Clinic there in Great Gatesville, Texas. About 20 minutes from my hometown of McGregor. Uh, we've been talking some high school football today. we got high school football coming up in about an hour and a half. And wanted you to hear from uh, Jeff Kozowski, Bremont head coach. They got a win over Wortham last night and an impressive victory for them. I mean, this was a team that uh, their school had to shut down for a little while due, due to COVID, unfortunately. But they're back, they're playing, and they bounced back in a big way with a victory over Wortham last night. And he joined Garrett and Tom and Stretch on game time uh, this morning. Here's uh, part of that interview. Joined now by the head coach of the Bremont Tigers, Jeff Kosowski. Coach, good morning. How are you? Good, Tom. How are you? Doing terrific. All right, so your district is on a every five-day package now. So, and you go out. First of all, tell us a little bit about your win. Obviously, a solid win for your football team. You put 64 on the board. Yeah, well, the biggest thing was trying to get back in shape because we, we spent almost two full weeks without practice. And so, I, I 
I think I underestimated what, what kind of shape uh, we were going to be in when we came back. So we were pretty gassed. Jeff, you, you mentioned that you were out for two weeks with the, with the COVID situation. So what were you able to do with your football team, if anything? No, we were we didn't practice uh, at all. We were we were totally shut down, and uh, so we didn't do anything until until this past Monday. And we came back to practice, and we had a, you know, we had a regular practice Monday and Tuesday. Except Tuesday's practice, we didn't condition at all. So really, you know, we had one day where we could actually run them, and we had to had to get them ready for for yesterday. So you mentioned you had to get ready for yesterday, and then now you got the quick turnaround. You're going to play in five days. How has that? What are you able to do from from a coaching staff perspective to to try to prep for football games and, and, and game plan for football games when you're turning them over every five days as compared to seven? Well, we're lucky enough we've got administration here that will let us get the coaches out right now. We're we're game planning for Chilton, and so the coaches got a sub for the day and. Uh, so we, we, you know, we're, we're getting the game plan for Chilton now, and then we will practice uh, full go practice on Friday and Saturday, and then of course take Sunday off and play on Monday. And, and, and obviously, it, this is, uh, I mean, it's, it, it is, it, we, we all get it. it's not ideal, but I mean, this is this is where we are in 2020, and and uh, are, are there concerns about? Uh, as you mentioned, conditioning, but also just the the wear and tear on the bodies when you're playing every five days, as compared to once a week. Well, I guess, I guess we'll figure that out. We're we're getting them back in the weight room today, and then we're gonna we're gonna keep them after uh, you know the day after the game. We we're not gonna do we're not gonna beat on them and put pads on them, but we we are gonna get out here and we're gonna run and we're gonna watch last night's game film and just I think I think getting back in the weight room and getting our muscles you know back back uh, lifting and getting in shape and then running uh will be you know the things that can can help us get back in shape and more, you know more than anything we were in pretty good shape and you know pretty well mid-season form when we left here and then like i say i kind of underestimated what kind of shape we lost within that time so we're just gonna focus on uh getting back out and trying to get some running in and getting in the weight room getting our muscles back in shape for uh, for football, you're five and two overall, two and zero oh in the district. Talk a little bit about uh, the the uh, personality of your football team and, and just kind of where you are right now with with having to start and stop and in that kind of thing. We rolled pretty good there for for uh, you know six games, and so it it all hit at once, and we had a bunch of cases, and it, it just we had so many close contacts and. And it just it totally wiped us out with uh, the kids who had to be quarantined and the kids who actually had it. And we had several that that actually had it. So, uh, but as far as the the mentality of the kids, they were just excited on Monday to be back up here, and, and the coaches too. And, and still, uh, Tom, we were out of school. Today's our first day back in school, so the the routine is really what we're all missing, and the kids are missing. You know, we got a, a, a week left in the six weeks, and, and we've got to make sure, you know, some of these kids are behind on grades from not being in school. Just, the whole thing is better when we're in school, obviously, and uh, we're, we're glad to be back. Even though you had you missed the two weeks, did, did you like the way your team played last night? Did you like the way uh, the, the intensity of your football team and, and the little things that you have to do to be successful? Well, yeah, the kids were just happy to be back and play and be back together. You know, yeah, 
you underestimate that and it you know it sounds like a, a whole lot of time off you know everybody loves time off but really you know uh, the kids they need the routine of being in school and coming to practice and and going to class and uh so he, he, we just were were happy to be out there playing last night the kids kids had a good time Coach, I appreciate it. I know you're incredibly busy as you try to get ready for another one here in about uh, uh, a week. So uh, we wish you the best of luck and continued success. Okay, Tom. Thank you. Hey. That's uh, Jeff Kozowski, Remont head football coach. Again, his team got a victory over Wortham last night, 64-30. to 30, And they discussed it, but just a, a, a crazy schedule to end the season. They're going to play Chilton on uh, Monday night, the 26th, and they're going to turn around and play Mart on Saturday uh, afternoon the 31st which will be a Halloween game and then they'll finish up their season against Hubbard on November 6th so um, just a crazy schedule but that's how they're working it to try to get all these games in and 10 2 and he discussed the struggles they had with, with some COVID cases and the grace that the school district's giving them to try to get some of these games in. Mart's also going to play a Monday night football game against Wortham they're going to host that uh, the 26th at home so if you're looking for a Monday night high school football game to go to which I've never, you know, heard of or been a part of, then there's a couple options for you um, this coming Monday, and then they'll finish the season, actually, finish the regular season, that is, with Bremon on that Saturday, Halloween night. It'll be at 6 o'clock, but um, they're, they're working to try to get these games done and, and get these games in, and tonight, 11-6A, district play gets underway with Mansfield and Midway, and this is a big game for Midway. I mean, you look at that schedule, you got Duncanville and um, – Waco High and some other schools coming up. You want to get off that one no start. I'd imagine it's also just going to be big for the guys to get out and and feel good after you know opening district play with a win after a tough non district season or part of the season where you lost a couple games and then rolled into that bye week. Um, Jeff Hume squad, I imagine, is going to be ready to get back on the field tonight and play. Coming up later in the five o'clock hour, next segment we'll talk some Cowboys. They're going to play Washington this Sunday. Um, they had another offensive lineman go down yesterday, so they're going to have to find a way to adjust and get ready for that game. And we'll get into World Series Game 2. Dodgers followed the Rays last night, and the Rays even that series up at 1. They have a, an off day today, and then they'll get back at it tomorrow. So that's all coming up later on in the show. Uh, one more high school football game that's going to be on our airwaves this Friday. Temple's going to take on Brian. It's going to be on Fox Sports Central Texas tomorrow night, and that should be an interesting game too just because – We've talked about it. Brian is the, the new face in this district that typically features, you know, the Bell County schools, the clean schools, Belton and Temple. Um, they replaced Midway and Waco High left, and, and Brian comes in the fold. And they've only played a couple games. So how has Coach Stewart got his team prepared for a team that they're not necessarily real familiar with and they don't have a lot of tape on? That'll be fascinating to watch as we uh, as we move towards and gets deeper in the in the season. It's it's so funny. You know, the, the smaller classifications are trying to find ways to get their last few district games in and get ready for the playoffs. And there's playoffs at stake every week in 4A through 1A, but the 5A and 6As are just getting going with district play and um, are just starting their season in some ways. We'll take a break. We'll come back and uh, get into some Cowboys talk at Stephen Simcox and Tom Barfield on ESPN Central Texas. Coach Dave Aranda meets up with his former roommate, Tom Herman, this Saturday as the Bears travel to Austin to take on the Longhorns. 1230 for the Baylor Alumni Tailgate Show. 2.30 kickoff with John, JJ, and Ricky. Baylor, Texas, this Saturday from Daryl K. Royal Texas Memorial Stadium in Austin. 
right here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. Hey, have you thought about buying your first home and weren't sure where to start or if you qualify? Well, it's Matt Mosley from the Matt Mosley Show with Stephen Simcox. NeighborWorks Waco has been assisting Central Texans in the home buying process for the past 27 years, and they are ready to assist you. Not enough money for down payment or low credit score? NeighborWorks Waco has programs that help you improve your credit score, and they help you get the best loan with the least out-of-pocket expense. Plus, to make sure you know what to look for in selecting that perfect home for you and your family, call 254-752-1647 or visit the website at NW. Waco.org to get started. NeighborWorks Waco is currently operating with social distancing protocol in place so that you can access our programs knowing your safety is their highest priority. NeighborWorks Waco is your trusted source for home ownership the right way. Myatt Fuels should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road, farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for the great pricing and quickest delivery, call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107. That's Myatt Fuels. Call Nick at 675-8107 or look for Myatt Fuels on Facebook. At Marineland Boating Center, we believe in families, fishing, and everyone who enjoys being on the water. That's why Marineland is home to Alumacraft, boats designed and built by generations of fishing enthusiasts for fishing enthusiasts. For over 70 years, Alumacraft has been providing durability and innovation. Whether it's time for water sports or the perfect catch, we've got an Alumacraft model to fit your style and budget. Marineland Boating Center, I-35 at Loop 340 South, or visit MarinelandWacoYamaha.com. What you do in privacy is your own business. What you do in public with your truck, well, that's our business at Pickup Outfitters. In your garage, it's okay for your truck to parade around in the nude with no accessories. Hey, this is still America. But when you bring your truck out in public, it's just common decency to put an outfit on your truck. And that's where we come in at Pickup Outfitters. Put a cover on that bed. Cover your rear end with a bumper and a hitch, for goodness sakes. There are women and children on the roads. And guys, don't leave your tools exposed. Put them in a toolbox. Be proud of your truck and stand tall with a lift kit. Or improve your truck's posture with a leveling kit. Add some class to your pickup with new wheels and tires. Or dress up for a date with your new RV or boat with a fifth wheel or a receiver hitch. At Pickup Outfitters, we're dedicating to making the roads decent for all Central Texans. So when taking your truck out in public, remember your manners and accessorize it properly with an outfit from Pickup Outfitters. 220 Lake Air Drive in Waco. Hey, National Bank, they believe in people over the process. They believe in in helping their customers over helping themselves, and they believe in listening over telling. And they want you to experience the difference at Central National Bank. You know, the the folks at Central National Bank, they bank, it's just different. And it's that. it's just a situation where you don't have that that that's cold, stale feeling. You you have that warm, warm feeling of of 
this is my friend. This is my neighbor that's helping me with my finances. You know, you you wouldn't you wouldn't call an eight hundred number, or, or you wouldn't call out of state to talk to your to your your family doctor or to your accountant. So why on earth would you do that with your with your banks? Experience the difference of Central National Bank. It's an independent bank. It's the leading independent bank. They've got a couple of locations here in Waco at 8320 West Highway 84, and again at 5400 Bosque Boulevard in Waco. Also down in Temple, you can check them out at 938 Canyon Creek Drive, and uh, in Austin at 835 West 6th Street. And always, you can go online and and uh, and check out Central National Bank. That's cnbwaco.com. CNBWaco.com. Central National Bank. DIC. It's Ram Power Days at Cameron Autoplex in Cameron, Texas. The 2021 models will be arriving soon, and we still have a great selection of 2020 ramps to choose from. Hurry in and save $10,000 off MSRP on a fully loaded Ram 1500 Lone Star Crew Cab, plus competitive pickup owners getting an additional $1,000 off. Well, how about $6,000 off that new diesel to pull that new RV or boat? Grand Power Days won't last much longer, so make that short drive and see why everyone says it's always cheaper and friendlier in Cameron. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Garrett Ross with the ESPN Central Texas Sports Center Update. Experience the homemade food and unique atmosphere that everyone is talking about at Fox's Treats and Eats on Highway 84 near McGregor. Tonight, Midway will begin District 11-6A play on the road against Mansfield, and the Panthers head coach Jeff Hume talks about his team plan to kick it up a notch against the Tigers. You know, one of the things that, that I've really enjoyed about being in, in Midway for five years now is, is the Midway kids, for, for whatever reason, whether it started with Coach Bechtel or whatever, but when District rolls around, they seem to kick it in another gear, and, and I fully expect that. You know, when we play Mansfield and, and uh, to kick it up a notch, whether intensity-wise, focus-wise, whatever. And I think I think you're going to see that this week. Pre-game will begin at 7 p.m. on 1660 ESPN, followed by the kickoff at 7.30. Last night, Chilton knocked off Frost 49-7, while Bremont beat Wortham 64-30. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. And welcome back. Panthers, Tigers, they're on the field going through some warm-ups, Stephen, as we get ready for some for some football here this evening. Looking forward to uh, to bringing you the uh, the matchup between Midway and Mansfield as we get ready to open up district play. You said and, this is your uh, first time at Mansfield Stadium? Is that I, right? You know, and I've done this forever, and I've been to a million stadiums, and I've done a ton of playoff games in the Metroplex, but – I've never actually been to this stadium, so yeah, this is uh, this is the first trip there, and and uh, looking forward to it, and and uh, should be a lot of fun. Favorite high school football stadium? Go. Uh, mm, that's a tough one. Uh, I, I I like McCamey Stadium in Gatesville. I've always liked McCamey Stadium in Gatesville. I love the Mustang Bowl in Stephen in in the Sweetwater. That's a that's a terrific place to go. Uh, Waco ISD Stadium is is a great place, and, and in Hewitt, in, in Midway, that that stadium is unbelievably nice. Uh, so there's there's a lot of terrific uh, stadiums in the area. So, uh, but I love the Mustang Bowl out in out in Sweetwater. That's a cool place. Have you ever been there? I haven't. No, I, I've heard good things, and I bet Tom, you always. I bet you've never had to do like a game in the stands or anything, huh? <laughs> or had, no. had tough setups at high school football games. 
Yeah, uh, we've we've done them from the track. We've done we've done them from the roof of a press box once. We've done them from the roof of an auxiliary press box. We've done them from the bleachers. Yeah, we've done them from just about any place you could think of. We've we've uh, we've had to do those. We've had to do those uh, those broadcasts. So uh, look forward <laughs> look forward to being in these beautiful six A press boxes where they uh, they have uh, air conditioning and they got heat if needed. They've got running water, so it's a, it's a little different uh, equation, if you know what I mean. Yeah, you know, that's something I never really, because going to a smaller school, I just, and it's it's stupid of me, I guess, but I'm just not used to going to 5A, 6A stadiums as much. So I remember, like, you know, when I got here and we started doing high school football all the time and just the idea of somebody being in charge of, like, the facilities at a high school stadium and I get why it's a job. I just never thought that would be something that someone would need, you know, because <laughs> like at, at McGregor, it's just people take care of the place, but it's not somebody's full time duty. And you got you got like one press box and don't have necessarily all the amenities that some of the bigger schools do. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's a first class operation at, at so many of these places. Yeah, no question. And, uh, and, and, and now with most of these stadiums, and, Stephen, you can even go down to the to the 1As and the 2As, uh, a lot of these places now with field turf to make sure mm-hmm. that games get played and, and and they're not spending a ton of money with, with maintenance on fields and they're able to, to, uh, to multipurpose these stadiums now with, uh, with their bands and with their soccer teams. And uh, even your baseball team can go out and get some infield work done on, on those wet, nasty days. So uh, these stadiums are, uh, they're, they're, you know, a lot of people will say, hey, you look, you only play five or six. No, you play sub-varsity games, junior high games. You've got soccer. You've got band. There's a lot of things that these stadiums now can be used for, uh, and they truly are multi-purpose facilities now. They are. It, it really is incredible. And, yes, field turf is now the norm. I mean, I remember growing up in Grosbeck was like the only smaller school that had turf. And that that was like you know the crown jewel because it was it was a place that actually had some artificial surface. But now most places you go to, it, it's almost uncommon to see the the natural grass out there. Hey, tomorrow night uh, around eleven o'clock or so, we'll have our Friday night high school football scoreboard show. Uh, you and Garrett will be there for that. Uh, what what games are you guys really kind of keeping an eye on? I, I know that you you'll have an eye on appeal to that Crawford and Bosqueville game, but there's a lot of nice games going on tomorrow night as we start to in in one A through four A really get deep into district play. Five A six A just kind of getting started in in district competition. In fact. This game tonight uh, for Midway and Mansfield will be the district opener. But uh, for the for the one A through four A, there's you're starting to really get into the to the meat of your district schedule and and district races starting to take shape. Except for that district with Lorraine and all those guys in it. But uh, for the other ones, uh, it, it's starting to kind of come together, isn't it? No, it is. And yeah, I mean, I think speaking of that Lorraine district, Lorena Cameron Yo is going to be one that I'll I'll have circled just because hey, Lorena had the bye week after the loss to Troy, and then they come out and they have a really impressive win against McGregor, and now they're playing a Yo team that's coming off a disappointing loss. Um, Rockdale has really seemed to round it into form uh, since their opening district opening loss to McGregor. So how are they going to do against a really good academy squad? Um, you know, Rogers has suddenly caught fire, Tom, and they have a matchup with the resale. I think Rogers should handle that game but it's just interesting to see this team get better and better as as the weeks go on so there's a number of games in this area though we've talked about it before it's just it's such a great 
spot for Texas high school football. And uh, there's always six or seven games every week that you're you're keeping your eye on. And Crawford Bosqueville will, will certainly be one of those. And we talked to Coach Sander earlier. Uh, yeah, and uh, we'll have Robinson and China Spring uh, on our airways on kicker uh, tomorrow night, beginning at seven with the pregame and seven thirty with the kick. And then on Fox Sports, we'll have the the Temple Bryan matchup, and uh, I think that has a chance to be an interesting football game. And and uh, watching the, the the Temple Wildcats as they uh, as they work towards. Uh, uh, trying to qualify for postseason play and, and all of that good stuff. So it, it should be a lot of fun, particularly as we start to get a, a little deeper into this thing. But uh, this this tomorrow night should be just a heck of a good time watching all these uh, these games and as these teams kind of jockey for position in their in their uh, in respective districts. Uh, we have a phone call, Tom, 254-662-1660. Get in touch with us anytime. And this is uh, Brian. He has a question about – um salado so uh hey brian go ahead welcome to uh welcome to the show hey uh what do y'all think about uh salado being in the top 10 in 4a i i think they deserve to be in the top 10 in 4a i mean they've I mean, think about this now this is they have beaten two really good football teams i don't care what anybody says i the, the cadets over at conley and the Cougars over at china spring really good football teams and salado's in that driver's seat Stephen. i mean uh there's, they're obviously going to jockey for position one, two, and three, but Salado clearly in the driver's seat to win the district. And, and then that fourth spot is so wide open, and it's probably going to come down to, to Gatesville and Gerald for that fourth spot. But uh, make no mistake about it, I think I think Salado can make a deep run. I think Conley can make a deep run. I think China Spring can make a deep run out of that district. That's a very competitive league. It's a super tough league, and, and yeah, Brian, I mean, they're they're a fantastic football team. You know, they've been super consistent from the jump, beating Troy early. I think that was a, a big win for them. And then uh, you play Grandview tough, and in these big district games with China Spring and Conley, they'd been so explosive all season long, but then they really dialed things back a little bit, played great defense, and started to, to go to that ball control offense that the slot T is known for and still find a ways to capitalize and cash in on those drives when they get in the red zone. So Salado's definitely a team to watch. Uh, we, we've been really impressed with what Coach Hare has done there. And, um, yeah, they're they're a fantastic team. And as Tom said, I think they're positioned to, to make a deep run. Thanks for uh, thanks for chiming in, Brian. And, you know, Stephen, they, the other night someone told me they had an eight-minute drive uh, in their football game. And, do you stop and think about that for just a second? Can you imagine if you're on the opposite sideline just how frustrating you must be when your opponent is three yards, four yards, three yards, four yards, first down? Do it again. Eight minutes, and, and I mean over over half of a period on one possession, and it results in a touchdown. Number one, it frustrates you. Number two, it puts you behind the eight ball because you feel like every time you get the ball, which is a, a heck of a lot fewer than than in most games. You got to go score. You, you you can't punt the football. You can't give it over. You can't give it up on downs. You can't give. You can't certainly can't turn it over when you when you're playing a team that can eat up five, six, seven, eight minutes at a whack. You've got to go score when you have the football, and that's what that slot T can do to you. That's what the wishbone used to do to you. It's what a lot of those those grounded out ball control offenses can do to you, and it can certainly clearly frustrate a, a football team. Tom, they chewed up basically the whole third quarter. I mean, it was uh, it was incredible, as you said. They they did a great job, and that was uh, they had a slight lead. They take a two score lead, and now basically uh, most of the second half is gone, 
and and you find yourself in a bigger in a bigger hole and a bigger deficit. So China Spring is a, a great team, and Salado took their offense out of the game. They have a really explosive offense by playing that ball control, and yeah, that's exactly what it's designed to do. And they executed it perfectly. They just they're locked in right now. They're finding ways to win games with different styles. I mean, you can just tell they're really bought into to what Coach Harris is, is preaching over there, Tom. Yeah, and so, and, and again, that's that's just one of those football teams. And they've done this, Stephen. This is nothing new. Uh, Allen Harris football teams have done this for the last several seasons. I mean, they've been they've been pretty steady, pretty consistent as they build that uh, as they build that program. And and again, that slot T, it, it, you just as you said, you just don't see it all the time. You, you know, in in today's day of uh, let's throw it all over the the park in in those type of offenses. When you see this, you, you, three, you can't prepare for it in three days. It's you just you, you've got, you've got to have more than three days to get ready for this offense, and because you don't see it, but every once, well, usually once a year when you play Salado, the three days that you have, I mean, you can you can put a base plan together, but the preparing for the little uh, the the little nuances of the offense, you just can't do it. I mean, it, it's just very difficult to do, and therefore it gives uh, Salado that uh, that that advantage, if you will, that they need, and, and good for them for you know for uh, for running that offense. And the end result I, I, for for these football teams is is score points, win games, and that's what the Salado Eagles are doing right now with with that slot T offense. And as you pointed out, on the flip side, they're getting after it defensively. They have the last couple of games. No, they're they're rolling, and uh, I'm not sure who's going to slow them down. But it's uh, it is a tough offense to prepare for, and you know you, you don't see it every week, and you, you have to stay disciplined. You have to read your keys really well, and that's just not something that you're that you're accustomed to anymore because so many teams are spreading it out. All right, so Stephen, the uh, the Rays and the Dodgers, they've played two. They're dead even, and it almost was like polar opposites. L.A. kind of took it to, to Tampa Bay uh, in game one on Tuesday night, and then last night it, it was Tampa Bay and their pitching getting after the Dodgers and uh, kind of keeping them in check last night. So now the series at a game apiece. It's an off night tonight, and they'll resume tomorrow night. We'll get into that, talk some Cowboy football and a whole lot more when we continue here from uh, Newsom Stadium on this Thursday afternoon on ESPN Central Texas. This high school football coaches show with Waco High Coach Kwame Cavill brought to you by TFNB, your bank for life. The Waco Lions return to action with a one-and-run record after two weeks without a game and start district play this week. Coach, does it seem like you're starting all over? Yeah, I mean, hey, it's 2020. I think everybody is, like, kind of ready to get through it this year as far as all the unpredictableness that's been coming on with this pandemic and, you know, the situations that, that occur. But, you know, one thing we should be is fresh, that's for sure. We've got a chance to get rested up. Uh, we'd love to have played a game. My whole thing this year has been be like water. So my team is doing, that's what we're doing as an organization, and we're we'll, we'll pressing here. An unusual situation for you in that your team is practicing, but you're not able to be there because you're in quarantine. Yeah. <laughs> I guess there's no words for that. It's the situation that's in front of us. You know what I mean? And we have, I, have to, I have to deal with it, and my team has to deal with it. And I'm not the only one that's dealing with stuff with, this, with these situations. I've seen college teams, pro teams, so, and I've done my research on how to uh, – 
combat that earlier in the year. I should have invested in Zoom. It's been a lifesaver as far as us being able to have some remnants of, uh, you know, just being organized as far as being able to see the players and, and uh, meet with them and, and, and do things like that. Well, if it's not bad news enough that you're quarantining, the bad news is you start district against the number two team in the state, Duncanville. <laughs> Central Texas. TFNB Your Bank for Life supports high school football in Central Texas. Find out why more Central Texans are making TFNB their bank for life. Sign up for our Edge checking and savings accounts and earn interest, cashback, or free digital downloads. With five locations, managing your money has never been easier. And check out the new bear statues at our downtown Waco location across I-35 from Baylor. TFNB, your bank for life. Member FDIC. Hey, we're going to talk about the Cooper Clinic. Dr. Tyler Cooper of Dallas says your health is your responsibility. Control what you can control to live a better life. And the one thing you can do is control what, what you consume, what you put in your body. Most of us don't get the proper amount of vitamins and minerals that we need from uh, food alone. So, we need a supplement. Supplements help round out our diet to ensure that our bodies get what we need for, for a better health. And whether it's a comprehensive multivitamin like Basic One Multivitamin, Advanced Omega-3 for heart and brain health, or um, melatonin to help you sleep better, Cooper Complete Nutritional Supplements has what your body needs. Cooper Complete has a special offer just for ESPN listeners. You buy any two bottles of Cooper Complete Vitamins or Supplements, and you get one bottle absolutely free. Again, it's buy two bottles of Cooper Complete Vitamins and Supplements, and you'll get one bottle absolutely free. How do you do it? Well, simple. Go to coopercomplete.com. That's coopercomplete.com, and use the coupon code ESPN2020. That's three bottles of Cooper Complete Vitamins and Supplements for the price of two when you use the coupon code ESPN2020 at coopercomplete.com. Live longer, live better with Cooper Complete. The Lorena Athletic Association meets the first Monday of each month, and they invite all supporters of the Leopards and the Lady Leopards to become members and attend the meetings. Last year, the Lorena Athletic Association awarded 12 scholarships to deserving Lorena ISD students. They also try to provide needed items each year from the high school and junior high coaches' wish lists. The Lorena Athletic Association is seeking volunteers to work concession stands at home sporting events. Call Lorena High School for more information or check them out on Facebook. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Garrett Ross with the ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Experience the homemade food and unique atmosphere that everyone is talking about at Fox's Treats and Eats on Highway 84 near McGregor. Tonight, Midway will begin District 11-6A play on the road against Mansfield, and the Panthers head coach Jeff Hume talks about his team plan to kick it up a notch against the Tigers. You know, one of the things that, that I've really enjoyed about being in, in Midway for five years now is, is the Midway kids, for, for whatever reason, whether it started with Coach Bechtel or whatever, but when District rolls around, they seem to kick it in another gear, and, and I fully expect that. 
that you know when we play Mansfield and, and uh, to kick it up a notch, whether intensity wise, focus wise, whatever. And I think I think you're going to see that this week. Pre-game will begin at 7 p.m. on 1660 ESPN, followed by the kickoff at 7:30. Last night, Chilton knocked off Frost 49 to seven, while Bremont beat Wortham 64 to 30. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. ESPN Central Texas from Newsom Stadium in Mansfield, Tom Barfield, Stephen Simcox. Glad you're with us, Stephen. Let's talk a little bit about uh, the uh, the World Series. As we mentioned, a game apiece. Is that kind of where you saw this this thing after two games? I'll be honest. I, after the way the Dodgers played in Game One, I thought, heck, they're going to go out and and they're going to build a nice lead in this series. But give Tampa Bay some credit; they uh, they responded. And again, <laughs> baseball's about pitching, and, and they pitched it well on uh, last night and, and got the series even. Yeah, I was dead wrong about this game, Tom. That was nice of you not to bring it up, but I said multiple times <laughs> that the Dodgers were going to go up two nothing. Uh, that did not happen. They didn't really have a starter available yesterday. They were kind of going with their bullpen, but I figured maybe they could scratch together some runs. Credit Blake Snell; he showed up in a big way, and it's interesting. You know, it's still 1-1. I think L.A. is the more talented team, and they'll ultimately prevail. But uh, things are set up kind of nicely now for Tampa Bay because they can go to Morton in Game 3, who's been nails in the postseason, and you sort of reset your pitching staff. Now, L.A.'s got Walker Bueller, who's very good on the mound as well. But uh, this, I think this is going to be a long series, and we saw that, that competitiveness come back out in the Rays, maybe having you know a chance to catch their breath and – playing game two they're a little more comfortable and both teams get a day off they're going to get to reset on friday but uh yeah i was surprised i I was really impressed with what the dodgers were able to do in game one how they're able to move around the bases and also you know hit the ball of the yard um but it it just wasn't it wasn't their night the the pitching staff and the the guys they were trying to throw out there to get it done just couldn't do it on uh on on, um i guess that was wednesday yeah today's thursday so that would have been wednesday (laughs) Yeah, two two days off in the World Series, so they played the the first couple of rounds without taking any days off, and, and now we get to the World Series and and they built in a couple of days off. Uh, you know, we would call them travel days, on, but there's no travel, so uh, that's that's kind of the 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 deal there. But uh, again, I was I was curious if with this sixty game schedule, could you could you get to the two best teams in baseball? Man, if they didn't, they got awfully close because the Dodgers and the Rays seem to be the the, the two teams that, uh, in the end, were absolutely playing the best baseball, and in the end, probably are the two best teams. Uh, the the Rays obviously over in the American League side, and and the the Dodgers on the National League side. The Dodgers' record says that they're the best team uh, over there, and and the Rays to a degree, absolutely as well. But that's you know, when you have a shortened schedule like that, down to sixty games, you don't always get the best teams you you typically get the the teams that are playing the best but they're not always the best teams but i think in that you did get the two best teams in baseball and this has turned out to be fun i mean it's it's a game of peace and and quite honestly it's it's a, it's wide open for uh for either one to, to go take and we'll see how how uh, game three goes tomorrow night uh leon chimed in on the cnc collision center text line two five four six six two sixteen sixty said uh no you're wrong raising six okay thanks leon yeah i could very well be wrong again i think that's possible 
Um, but, <laughs> but, but we'll see. No, it's, I, I do agree with you though. These are the two best teams and you thought maybe the 60 game season would open the door for some, uh, dark horses and some teams that you might not expect to get there. And maybe, maybe you could well, consider the Rays a dark horse because they weren't projected to win the East, but I mean, they've certainly been the most consistent and best team in the American league all year. Yeah, I mean, look, we were we were an eyelash away from having the Houston Astros in it, and that would have been great. Trust me, it would have. But that was a team that went twenty nine and thirty one in the re- in in that sixty game regular season. But because of the the added teams in the playoffs, they got in, and boy, they went in there and they popped Minnesota in the mouth. And the next thing you know, you, you're you're thinking, okay, this group's this group's about to uh, about to win their way into the into the into the big dance at twenty nine and thirty one. So. That's what I was talking about. You don't always get the best teams uh, in in something like this in a shortened season, you, but you can get the teams that are playing the best. And clearly Houston was playing great baseball at the end, but uh, it, it, it should have been Tampa Bay, and, and it is Tampa Bay. And, and I, I, I think we have the two best teams uh, in this in this World Series. And, by golly, they're uh, they're going to entertain us, and it's going to be fun for the next uh, five baseball games over the next what six or seven days with the with the uh, the two built-in off days. So uh, it it'll be fun to watch. Cowboys, I'm, so, I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, just quick question. Sorry about that. Pause there. Um, you know tournament baseball really well, or just how coaches have to manage playing days and conse- games and consecutive days. I know they get the off day here, but. Uh, do you feel like the Dodgers was Roberts just trying to get away with one yesterday saying, Hey, I don't really have my starters ready to go. Maybe I can get by in game two. If I don't, then, then we're just even up and we sort of reset on, uh, on Friday. I don't know. I mean, we talked about that this morning. I mean, was an inning and a third, all that you could get out, out of your starter. I mean, I, and I, I don't know what the, what the plan and the purpose was in, in that game. I mean, uh, Stephen, we need to look that up, but I, I think that he, he could have given them four or five innings. Really? I mean, don't you think? I mean, uh, hasn't he done that before? Hasn't it? Doesn't his history say that he can go a little deeper than an inning and a third? Or, or, or was that the the prescription for their for their for their pitching last night? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I just I didn't understand what was how that how that unfolded. Uh, I didn't really either. I didn't get the impression that he was an opener, no. So I felt like that was they were at least going to try to get some innings out of him. But, no, it, it didn't work out. And, um, I mean, it, it just falls that way sometimes. But, yeah, a quick leash, and you're lucky you have that day off. And I guess that's part of the reason why maybe you felt comfortable pulling him so early because you can maybe get some of those guys that you use in the bullpen back available for, for game three. Yeah, I mean this is this is a reset for for the uh, for both staff. I mean both staffs really for their bullpens. They're going to be able to to kind of hit the reset button and uh, and, and kind of get things lined up that day off and and uh, be, being an off day today and then kind of get everything realigned and, and get ready to go. And then again, you'll have another off day a little later on in the series should it get that far. But I just thought the way the, the the Dodgers pitched it last night was was kind of interesting. But with that said, uh, you know they they didn't exactly knock the cover off the baseball last night until uh, you know to the till you got to the middle innings. I mean, what was it, the fifth inning before they got a hit? And their first hit was a home run. Uh, so they you know they didn't exactly knock the cover off the baseball like they did in the first game where they went out and kind of established themselves and got things done. So it, it, it's been a to me, the, both games have been very, very entertaining and, and, and fun to watch. And, 
you know, you have stolen bases. You you got all kinds of things going on in this series. And uh, to me, this is this is good. This is good postseason baseball right now. Oh, I think so too. And and yes, the Dodgers not hit well last night. Blake Snell was fantastic, and um, we'll see. That's that lineup was great in game one they ran into a good pitcher in game two and uh blake snell or excuse me charlie morton's been fantastic so that's a, a tough task for them in game three we'll see if they can find a way to knock him around hey do the, do the let's switch gears here and let's talk about the cowboys and we've we've kind of we've kind of knocked them around a little bit and, and rightfully so after that uh, debacle uh the other night but it is clearly this is a game they can win if they play is the word decent? I mean, do they? Do they? They don't even have to play good, do they? Uh, against Washington, if, if they just if they're okay, don't aren't they in this game? Oh, I think so. I mean, Washington's not good. You know, Kyle Allen's going to get the start. Maybe Russell will, or maybe uh, Alex Smith comes in if, if he struggles. Um, but this is not a great team. Now, I think the thing for Washington is they have a good defensive line and a pretty good defense overall, but a good defensive front, and they can get after the quarterback, and that's going to maybe be disaster for the Cowboys with this banged-up offensive line. But, yes, if they don't turn the ball over and they play uh, better on defense, then they're going to have a chance in this game. And we'll see if Andy Dalton's more comfortable. This is not – the Cardinals are not a great team, but they're pretty good and pretty talented. This is not the Cardinals. This is another bad NFC East team that if the Cowboys can just get out of their own way a little bit, they'll, they'll be able to hang around for sure. If they don't, I mean, that thing implodes, doesn't it? If, if they get beat in Washington, I mean, I mean, the wheels are officially off, aren't they? Team tank, Tom. Team Tank, I mean, <laughs> get that top five tick pick, man. Stop I mean, messing but, around. Because uh, well, where are you headed? I mean, I mean, th- I mean, think about that for just a second. If if you don't go win that football game, where are you? I mean, where are you as a club? Where are you as an organization? If you don't go win the football game on Sunday against Washington, you're well, a t- you're it, a two and five football team. You're basically seven weeks. You're basically done. I mean, you're mathematically still in it. But if you lose. I guess you could bounce back against the Eagles, but essentially you're you're done. I think mentally you're probably done. The way this team's teetering right now, you'd be in uh, you'd be in bad shape. I mean, there's no way around it. They they would be in a really bad way, and then you're just starting at looking at picking up the pieces and what are you going to do with the in the off season? Are you going to blow this thing up or are you going to sign Dak or franchise Dak and try to make another go around at it? Now think about this. Just this just put this in. Just absorb this one. Dallas has won eight of the last nine matchups going back to 2016. Eight of the last nine matchups. They won both games last year, both in Washington and in Dallas. But uh, they have won eight of the last nine meetings with the Washington football team. This is a team they're supposed to beat. This is a team they've beaten over the last four or five years. I mean, they just have – they've just kind of – they and they lead. They own the series, Stephen. Seventy-two, forty-three, and two is Dallas's record. They they be, they beat Washington. That's what they do. That's what they've always done. But do you have a good feeling about them on Sunday at noon? I don't. No, I don't. I mean, I we did some NFL picks today on UNR, and I picked them just because I felt like this is the type of game that typically they bounce back and, and get it done, but. I don't really have a reason other than that. I mean, the personnel-wise, um, again, this is a, a bad matchup for them, the, the Washington defense against the Cowboys offense, and 
their defense, even if they hold up fairly well, they still gave up 30-plus points to the Giants. I mean, this is a defense that's just struggled in, in ways that you really can't even explain. They are dead last in the National Football League in points given up. Dead last. They give up over 36 points a game when that when that defensive unit a year ago gave up about 19 points a game through the first uh, six contests. A year ago, this team was not much better. They were three and three, but I mean, you you, you had a little you had a little hope. I mean, you, they were giving up 19 points a game, and they weren't giving up 36 points a game, and they didn't. They looked they looked confused. They looked out of sync. They looked like they looked like they had no chance in winning that football game from about the second quarter on. First quarter, you thought, hey, you know, defensively they're hanging around doing some nice things, giving themselves a chance. But from the second quarter on, once once Elliott laid the ball on the ground a couple of times and it was 14 to nothing, good night. Game was over. And, and again, that's kind of been the M.O. of the Cowboys the last couple of weeks, three weeks. I mean, they cough it up. I think they're negative 12 in, in the turnover department. You're not going to win games being negative 12 in the turnover department. No, that's typically not a good recipe, Tom. I'm not a coach, so, but, I, but I can tell you that. I mean, I mean, stop it. That, that's just horrendous uh, to, be, to, be, to have a turnover margin of minus 12. That means you're giving it up 12. You've given it up 12 more times than, than you've taken the ball away. And, and you know, you got to believe that a lot of those, or if not most of those, have led to points. So, I mean, you just keep putting yourself in a, in a position where you can't be successful, and this team doesn't have that margin. They don't have a margin of error. They've got to be, you know, they got to be solid. I don't think they have to be great, but they got to be solid on offense, and they've just got to find any kind of defense, Stephen. I mean, uh, they've, they've got to find a way to get a stop, a turnover, uh, something. Get, they've got to get they got to get their opponent behind the chains, and they haven't done that a whole lot this year through the first six games. No, they haven't, and we'll see. It's it's a it's a pivotal game for them, and we'll see kind of how they react and what's essentially, I think, in a lot of ways, a must-win situation. We'll come back and, and close up shop with the dismount, get you ready for Mansfield and Midway. This is ESPN Central Texas. This is the Baylor Sports Beat, a daily look inside Baylor Athletics. Now here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Hi, everybody. It's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, Baylor Soccer home tonight on the pitch at Betty Lou Mays Field. It is nice to be home, says head coach Paul Johnson. We'll hear from him straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. How do you get the job done? With power. Get all the power you need in a new Ram. Alan Samuels presents Ram Power Days. Extra special savings and special factory financing on all new models. Hauling families to great places. Doing chores. Working hard. Alan Samuels will help you get the job done. Ram, the highest pickup owner loyalty in America. Shop, apply, buy online. We deliver. Alan Samuels, official auto dealer of the heart of Texas Fair and Rodeo. Keep up with Baylor soccer all season on Twitter, on Instagram, and on Snapchat at Baylor Football. TNG can and here's why. To 
say my wife and I have a lot to clean is an understatement. So we go to TNG Chemical, where the pros know what cleaning solutions to use and give us detailed instructions on exactly how to use them. We never got that kind of advice from any other stores. And the prices at TNG are great, from general household cleaners to odor control solutions for our pets. We go to TNG Chemical and Supply. That's why. TNG Chemical and Supply. That's why. Now back to today's Baylor Sports Beat with the Texas Coast Sportscaster of the Year, John Morris. And welcome back on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Baylor soccer back home this evening, hosting Kansas State at 7 p.m. on the banks of the Brazos at Betty Lou Mays Field. Baylor's last three opponents have been versus top 10 teams in Oklahoma State, Kansas, and West Virginia. Head coach Paul Jobson says there is a big difference this year in home matches compared to traveling. Yeah, I I think it's already an advantage being at home over being on the road for sure. That's already a, that's a normal thing uh, pre-COVID, but I think during COVID it's, it's, it's even more of an advantage being at home. Uh, The travel, uh, it does wear on you a little bit more. Uh, The season isn't long enough to get into a routine of travel to really understand and get used to that. Um, So, yeah, I think, I think there is a a greater advantage of, of being at home, even greater than normal during the COVID season because of all the protocols and, you know, you're really, you know, you're on the road. You're not really leaving your hotel to go do anything. It, no longer are you going on the road and, and maybe you have an afternoon to see some sites or, you know, go do shopping or whatever the, they like to do in the afternoons. Uh, you're pretty much in your hotel. So uh, that can that can wear on you a bit, too. And does this feel like an especially short week for you, the turnaround from the travel and then playing on Thursday? Yeah, it does. But one thing I like about I like short weeks after a loss. Uh, you know, I think it, it doesn't give you a ton of time to really think a whole lot about it and, and get caught up in the loss because you've got to move forward very, very quickly. And, and while we lost to a, a quality opponent, a great opponent, um, losses can bring you down sometimes. So I think that quick turnaround doesn't allow us to sit in it long at all. And of course, we addressed it right after the match that we had to get prepared for a quick turnaround after a long road trip. And I think the girls have done a really good job of focusing where, where they need to. That's Baylor soccer coach Paul Jobson. Baylor soccer hosting K-State tonight at 7 at Betty Lou Mays Field. You can watch the proceedings at Big 12 Now on ESPN+. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Garrett Ross with the ESPN Central Texas Sports Center Update. Experience the homemade food and unique atmosphere that everyone is talking about at Fox's Treats and Eats on Highway 84 near McGregor. Tonight, Midway will begin District 11-6A play on the road against Mansfield, and the Panthers head coach Jeff Hume talks about his team plan to kick it up a notch against the Tigers. You know, one of the things that, that I've really enjoyed about being in, in Midway for five years now is, is the Midway kids, for, for whatever reason, whether it started with Coach Bechtel or whatever, but when District rolls around, they seem to kick it in another gear, and, and I fully expect that. That, you know, when we play Mansfield and, and uh, to kick it up a notch, whether intensity-wise, focus-wise, whatever. And I think I think you're going to see that this week. Pre-game will begin at 7 p.m. on 1660 ESPN, followed by the kickoff at 7.30. Last night, Chilton knocked off Frost 49-7, while Bremont beat Wortham 64-30. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back in DSPN Central Texas. 
Stephen Simcox here. Tom Barfield's been rolling with me. Ward White's rolled with me through the first hour. You know, I'm kind of like, man, I've, I've done shows with just about everybody. I'm sort of like uh, the ultra utility man. I'm like Esteban Herman. I'm just, they'll throw me at second base. They'll throw me at third base. They'll put me in there in the outfield. They'll throw me in there with Tom. Sometimes I'll do it with Ward. Sometimes I'll go with Q. I'm just, uh, I'm just sort of floating around. I'm like, uh, I'm like the guy in the NBA that's with a new team every single year. I'm Maurice Spates. But we got Midway and Mansfield coming up next. And we're excited about that. And if you're looking for some Thursday night football tonight, mark this down. Eagles-Giants coming up tonight. All right, get excited. A couple NFC East teams doing battle. Daniel Jones versus Carson Wentz. Miles Sanders versus whoever's running the ball for the Giants now. I think it's Devontae Freeman. Glad he's getting the paycheck this year. You can watch that on Amazon Prime or on Fox, but put it on mute because you want to listen to Tom Barfield call the district opener for the Midway Panthers, and we'll have that next. We'll be back tomorrow, 9 a.m. JMO, 10 a.m. to noon game time, noon to 3 UNR, and then we'll close it out, me and Tom, that is, from 3 to 6. Thank you for listening. This is ESPN Central Texas.